ones not in our First Thessalonians 4 17, where we meet him in the air and everything. So we want to go somewhere, but we may not know where this world's unknown. But when we get to the end, have I proven, have I given you the GPS, if you will, of where this place is? Well, when I first went to teach school at North Center Mountain, the only way to get back to Auburn was on Greyhound bus. So I got a ride with a coach, and I thought I was going to the bus station. We got to the Rexall drugstore in Hennigan, and the bus says, go in there and buy your bus ticket. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, think about trusting the Bible. We know it's true, but a bus ticket in the Rexall drugstore. Well, I go in there, and I get my ticket, and I'm waiting, and, and the bus says, you better get across the street, because you better stand up. Wait for that ticket when the bus comes by. Well, I came out there. I'm waiting in the weeds, and I'm not very tall. And the weeds is pretty big. If you know about ragweeds and Johnson grass, they grow pretty soon. So here I see it coming. I wave my ticket. You know, sure enough, that bus stopped. Now I knew where I was going. I was going to Opelika, but that's the longest 12-hour drive I've ever been. And it's 208 miles. That's all. But we went here, we went on. I really would like to tell you the rest of the story, but that's not what we're here for. But think about that last verse in number 27. It says, Thou art near. And then in quotations, it says, My departure for We will leave this life. And the plea that followed farther on, I'm going to get to the hymn I'm going to use. But it says, Oh Lord, be with me then. And I thought, no, wait a minute. I better make plans to be with him where he is, not where I am now, because I'm in the, in the wrong place. We're going to go to that world and there comes the goals, you can say. It is unknown, but Oh, um, you know the first line of that hymn says, "After I leave for worlds unknown, over the borderline." Well, after we die, there's no remembrance of us because we're soon forgotten, as it says in Ecclesiastes. But we don't have, if you will, that memory. And this verse tells me that Ecclesiastes 9.5. For the living know that they shall die. I know that. But the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. When I leave, I'm done. So what about where I'm going? Must it be unknown? 
The unknown world and the song cannot conclude that we're not to know what and where the place is. Now, granted, that bus went all over, but I knew it would end up because I knew where it was. But God promised us we will meet him in the air and we will be ever with Jesus. But before we go, yes, we die and or are changed in a twinkle of an eye, every one of us will die. It's a promise, if you will. Hebrews 9, 27, and it appointed unto men once to die, but after that the judgment. Now, death is when the spirit leaves the body. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, Behold, I shall show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Well, you know, I don't sleep very well, maybe, but at least I'm, at night I get I go to sleep. Or so, a lot of times I try to get a nap, so I do sleep. But right here, we shall not all sleep, but we change. Remember, sleep means here the same as it did when Jesus was telling them about Lazarus. John 11, 12, then said to the disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. That mystery is not a mystery. It's an unknown to them. Just like that world, when we get there, if we pay attention to what the scripture, it's very clear. But John 11, 13, how, how be it Jesus out his death, but they thought he had spoken of taking of rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. But I, I think that world, as we think about going to worlds unknown, is only because we've not taken time to see the scripture as a description and where. And really it's because people will try to make excuse is it some faraway place? You don't know where it is, so why do you want to take me? Well, we're going to show why we want to go. And if we want to go, we need to make sure we don't go alone. Well, where is the world that we're going to? Look at 2 Corinthians 12, 2. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years of age, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth such and one caught up to the third heaven. So we know about heaven. We have, I don't know if we've studied it here so much, but we had a very good study that Greg put on about the different heavens. Uh, but this world unknown is a third heaven, and it can't be, if you will. Well, let me back up. This world is real. It's not imaginary. And when we leave this earth, we will go somewhere else. Now the world that I want to go to, that I want to describe is heaven. Now there's another world that we know too. And it's in torment. And it's full of fire brimstone. I may use that for next week's lesson, but for right now, why do I have to go somewhere else? Why can't I just be buried and I'm here and my soul? Earth will be gone. The Bible tells us, 2 Peter 3.10, 
But the day of the Lord will come to the thief in the night of which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now these heavens that we see around us, the clouds and stuff, that's the atmosphere. But God is not the author of confusion because if the third heaven is included here, how can if we look to 2 Peter chapter 3, about this being burned up, but if we look on the Revelation, at Revelations 21, 1 and 2, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. Now, do you realize that our atmosphere is full of water? And I, John, saw the holy city New Jerusalem come down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adornment for her husband. It didn't come out to here. It came out to where it is. But man's spirit will live eternally, whether we wish it would or, or wouldn't. Now those on that day of judgment that disobey God, they'll be weeping and gnashing their teeth. Revelation 21, 3, And I heard a great noise out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Well, I want to go to that world because that's where he is. Just like there was a purpose I needed to get back to Opelika because I had to get there and get back in time to teach school Monday morning. The unknown world is known as a place where God will be with those, and if you will, only those, that purpose to be with God. Now, I know sometimes we drive somewhere, we get lost, and we find ourselves in a place, whether we were going intentionally or not, but this right here, it's we purpose in our heart, in our mind, to serve God and do His will. And in Revelation 3.21, proof of that. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. It's not going to be here, it's going to be gone. Even as I also overcame and have sat down with my Father in His throne. I don't ever want to take it short or try to make light between Jesus and us, because he is deity. But if we intend to be there, we have to do it his way. If all God's heaven are burned up and destroyed, then how can a Christian be allowed to sit with Jesus on his throne, or even close by, so to speak? With only points in the Bible to show, then how do we know we want to go there? I mean, pretty sure that we know that because we're here. We're commanded to meet on the first day of the week. Well, how can I know? People always want to know about the GPA and I mean the DNA and the GPS of this. And well, absolutely proof. Well, how can I get that? It's going to be way down the line. 
when I tell you how I can know. Look, look at Titus 1 verse 2. I can know for one reason. Because God cannot lie. Hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Now that we're talking about salvation of church. I know but all of the Bible is true and real or none of it. Now think about this. Uh, he cannot lie. If God cannot lie, Jesus is dead, he can't lie either, can he? Ben, I think you used some of this this morning. I, I'm not sure if it was Ben or Greg. I get crossed up when I go through this, but whoever did it, you'll know it, and you'll all remember it. John 14, 1 and 2 and 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Well, if God can't lie, Jesus can't lie. Believe God, believe Jesus. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, Jesus came, was crucified, buried, and raised. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you under myself. Remember, so we'll meet him in the clouds and we'll ever be with him. That where I am, you may be also. We can't be here. We can't be in the atmosphere. If those mansions are destroyed from here, well, where is the solution to find in verse 4? And whether I go, ye know, and the way you know. I was kind of suspect of that bus driver because I'd never been that way before. But God's word does not change. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Our map, if you will, where Jesus goes and where we can follow. Ephesians 4, verse 8. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first in the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fulfill all things. Well, as far away as that is, if we're going to be there with him, sitting on that throne, that is the world that people say is unknown. You know, it's just like salvation. It's unknown if you don't want it. Fulfilling all those things of mansions are complete. At least I'm going to say they're complete. He promised it. He's gone. They're there. They're ready. They're real and ready for occupation to those that are seeking the way. John 16, 28. I came forth from the Father, and I am come into the world. Again, I leave the world to go to the Father. Remember again in John 14, 3, about the man going to Paris. You may be also made. There's no guarantee there. And then Deuteronomy 29, 29, 
Well, why doesn't God draw me that map and write it down in the Bible? It still is. But the secret things belong unto God, belong unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the law. Now, we're looking at the Old Testament. We live on the New Testament because the Old Testament was nailed to the cross. But it's still. Man thinks that they can try to be as smart as God. They tried to build a tower, didn't they? How'd that work out? Trying to figure out how everything worked in this world. How'd that work out? Trying to say the earth was flat. How'd that work out? Whereas if they just looked in the Bible for God's instructions, that works out. And in Mark 4.11, And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the king of God, but are these that are without. All these things are done well. Now I know we're talking about parables there, we're talking about some other things. I want to look at this right here and apply it unto you knew is known the mystery of the king. What will kingdom? Where would the kingdom be? Isn't that the church? Isn't that the saved? All of those would be there in that world that some think is unknown. It makes a good song. It makes a good thought. I've never been there. I've never seen that. But say if you go to Nova Scotia, those tides ride 40, rise 41 feet and go back down. I've still never seen it. But do I believe it because someone says it or pictures? Yeah. I have better than someone says their pictures. I have the scriptures where not provided for private interpretation. But just as those without, they're also without Christ. There's a difference. And that's as far as it is from the east to the west. Those that are without Christ, it doesn't matter how many times you travel, you can't get there. But once you're in Christ, as long as you're faithful, you'll be there. A place of imagination to those because some do not want to know. But both sides of the life both sides of a person's life stands to be eternal. One side lost and one side saved. Not in the same person. Choose you this day who you will follow. But to me and my heart, we will follow the Lord. We have to understand the good, the heavenly, That is the third heaven. We have to understand that torment can await just as easy. The real place, well, why desire to go there? One, there's going to be no deception. It bothers me that people were lying, cheating, and look you right in the face and smile at you like, oh, me? 
Well, Second Timothy three thirteen says, "But evil men and the seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived." Someone tell them one lie, then they tell them another one to cover it up, another another. First thing you know, you can't tell them. I had a student look you right in the face. You ask him a question, he'd say no or yes. Just like that, it was automatic. He didn't really know. But there, you'll never see evil getting worse. You'll never see evil getting stronger. And in Romans 1.32, Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Think about Eve giving her husband to eat also. All the people trying to trip you up. But we will no longer be tempted by those that would, as if you were. Y'all know people like this? Pour gasoline on a fire just to watch it burn. See how much destruction we can take. You see the boat starting to come out when it gets warmed up. Man, I can just worship God as easy on the river as anywhere. That's a lie. And it will condemn your soul. We're commanded to meet on the first day of the week. But that mayhem, I see these commercials all the time on TV about insurance. Create mayhem. And you know, there's people like that. They will go out of their way, climb a grease pole, when all you got to do is stand on the ground, tell the truth, and accept the consequences. But 1 John 3, 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, those that have obeyed the gospel, and it doth not appear what we shall be. You know, I don't have to know what I'll be. I know my life is but a vapor, and I know that my soul will go back, or my spirit will go back to the one that gave it. But we know, absolutely know, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, and we shall see him as he is. <clears throat> Meet us in the air, and ever be with the Lord. <clears throat> Without a purpose, We'll sing praise and give praise to God. To the one that loved me before I was. One that loved you before you was. Gave his life a ransom for every one of our souls. And I want to hear an answer, if you will. There's a question asking that hymn. But if I want to hear what I have. You know, they have these truck pulls and tractor pulls and stuff, and they set it up, and they have what's called a full pull. That's somebody that makes it all the way to the end. Well, that's what we have to do. Make it all the way to the end. Have I been true to God above? There's another part that says, have I been unkind? But I'm not going there right now. Have I been true to God I think so. Maybe so. Might have been. Think of what we do every day. We make a promise. We're going to serve God. Think about as we partook of the Lord's Supper. 
Jesus, the man earlier, had, had been in the garden, praying as if it were sweat like drops of blood. His apostles were sleeping. What can he not watch with one hour? To please God, we have to finish. Finish. We have to start first. But we have to finish. First John 1 7, but if we're walking in light as he is in light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son cleanses us from all righteousness. It only cleanses us as often as we repent when we do something wrong. We cannot intentionally sin. If you think we can, read Hebrews 11, 26, I think it is. It says, for when we sin willfully, there's no more sacrifice. But again, think about sinning and say, well, God, I know you'll forgive me. That's not what we're asking or he's saying here. But to get the answer, I must work to remain in that light. When our light, remember, let your light so shine, goes out. When it can be no longer seen by God that I serve him. You know who knows our lights out first? We do. Drive at night sometime with a bad dimmer switch and dim it and the light goes out don't come back on. Who knows it first? You know it real quick, don't you? Also, our hope, our hope is gone. The connection of being in Christ is broken. We have left. God has not. <coughs> Matthew 28, 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. He's going to be with us. It's we that leave. And in Matthew 25, 23, his Lord said to him, this is the answer I want, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the part I want right there. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter in to the joys of the Lord. Now we know we're talking about those people with those talents, but still, I can make this application. If I want to hear well done, I need to be doing those things at once. To hear the best words of my life, and that's them. Enter in, thou good and faithful servant. Well, I'm still looking for that. GPS on my map. The world's unknown and the strong cannot conclude that we're not able to know where the place is. All the prophecies in the Bible have been fulfilled. Remember Simon at the, where he was talking about about word? Luke 5, 5. And Simon answered unto him and said, Master, we have taught, told all day and have not taken nothing. Nevertheless, at that word, at your word, at thy word, I will let down the nets. When God tells us something, we know. So it can't conclude that that's not able to know where it is and what it is. But here's where that GPS is. I would put it and I would go a few other places. This is how I can know it's real. 
Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is reward of them that diligently seek him. If I want to go to that mansion, I have to believe it's there. I have to trust in God. I have to put my trust into my doing. A plea to God is also in that hymn. When I'm called from earth away, let heaven be mine. Now there's a few crazy people in this world that they are dumb enough, and I'm grateful. I could, I'm grateful, I reckon, to be a coward because I would not do this. Anybody that can raise their fist and shake and say there is no God, you know, that takes your breath away. Now why do some not get to go to, if you will, the third heaven? Well, we have somebody in our way. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion walking about, seeking who, whom he may devour. Well, I'm strong. He can't get me. That's the first mistake. Whenever you think that you are stronger than Satan, beware. Some are devoured before they ever get rooted. Mark 4, 15. But these are they by the wayside. Where the word is sown, teach the word, we can, we can, we read the Bible. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. Some hear the word, perhaps many, many times. I know a young lady that she never missed service. She never obeyed the gospel. And then finally, over a period of 30 years or so, in fact, she might even be 40 right now. Heard it many, many times. Yet, they will let God's great instruction pass by like it did. Just like nothing. You know, you put gum in a skillet and heat it, it sticks like a rock, doesn't it? But now you get these big fancy Teflon skillets, you can put gum in it, peppermint, whatever you want. It don't stick. Some people have a Teflon heart. Well, do you have an example of that in the Bible? Acts 26, 28. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. I think of Felix. He trembled, didn't he? And you know, I reckon I'm grateful that Paul pointed this out, but it's true. Man cannot be begged until they decide to obey the gospel. If you're begged or persuaded just because some man says, hey, this makes me happy. 
You might have that Teflon skill. Because we have to obey God from the heart individually. And some have no root. Mark 4, 17. And have no root in themselves and so endure, but a time afterward when afflicted or persecuted arises, for the world's sake, immediately they are offended. Well, it's ball season right now. Well, who's going to win? I don't care, but I always cheer for the winning team. No root. Not grounded. We need to be grounded in the faith. People have big desire, and then it wanes fast. As soon as something new and shiny comes along, they're gone. How many people now have an iPhone 4? A new and improved. Now you're thousand dollars, I gotta have it. How many people use an old Playmate cooler? No, I gotta have a Yeti cooler. But yet they won't take time to root themselves in the Word of God that does not change. and seeking whom he may desire. Mark 14. But these are they which are sown among the thorns which as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in. Oh, we're going to have this big deal. It's called Montegrom. And think about what that entails. It chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful. Remember, our influence only goes as far as we mess it up and somebody sees it. Any of you ever be able to go somewhere totally by yourself and nobody sees you? About the only way that'll happen is to the tree making noise if it falls in the forest and there's no other trees. And some way someone watching. So like where they are, and they like it. God don't bother me. I'm not going to bother you listening to any of the gospel. Worst day of teaching school, take the eighth brother home because he had problems in school. Mr. Copeland, me and that boy got understanding. He don't bother me and I don't bother him. That boy donated a lot of his time to the state of Alabama, Baldwin County, Dade County, Georgia, in prison. Now think about that. God don't bother me. I'm not going to bother you. I don't want to hear that word. After a while, the things I want overcome, and Satan's over there cheering you on, just like an insurance commercial waiting on you to have a rest. Now think about this. Leave behind, yes, leave behind. What will I leave behind? I'm going to leave it all. When I leave, I'll leave with nothing. I came with nothing. And I'll leave with nothing. Well, where's the scripture for that? <coughs> it's not on your screen, I'm sorry. 
Job 121, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. And granted, some people have hair on their head, some don't. And naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All of us, when we die, there'll be some have more toys than others for the poor be left behind. Some will have the greatest blessings of all. A soul that they know is preserved because they protected it. After I leave for worlds on and what will I leave behind? An opportunity to be saved. An opportunity, Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I know they're talking about food and rain here. But if I seek God and his righteousness, what will be added unto me? That opportunity. Now look at Isaiah 49, 8. Thus says the Lord, In an acceptable time I have heard thee. You know, we talk about the prayers of Cornelius and his prayers and all that come before us. In a day of salvation have I helped thee. You think of any better help in the world, any better feeling, and I will preserve thee and give thee for cover to the people to establish the earth to call to inherit the desolate heritage. But look at this one right here. Opportunity to be saved. You know, opportunity only knocks once. When you hear something bump once in the night, it's probably not a burglar's opportunity. Second Corinthians 16, For he saith, I have heard thee in the time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. How do I know that this is the day? Our life's but a vapor. We're not promised tomorrow. We all fall into one of those states of the sea that we talked about. And you like to look about the parable of soul for yourself. But only one state of that seed is saved. All others will not make that trip to the unknown world. That known city. That new Jerusalem. That known city. We will fall into one state of sin to be saved. All others will not make that trip. Three of them will make the wrong trip. What if I got on the wrong bus? What if I had to listen to someone tell me the gospel one way and God actually said another and I did not check the scriptures? Well, back to where I said it was, uh, choose you this day who you will serve is still in the scriptures. And it must be answered before we meet our death or the end of the world. We're changing the twinkling of eye. Why? 
because at that point, our decision is out of our hands. Once we die, if the decision is not made, it's out of our hands. It's sealed and fixed forever. Remember the rich man and Lazarus? There's no going back and forth. There's a great gulf fixed. We're on one side. We're on the other side. Choose your good day. So you will serve. But as you talk about it, me and my house, serving God is a personal choice. Can't make for anybody else. And here's how we make that choice. Here's the word of God, John 6, 44 and 45. No man cometh to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up to my stand. Think about growing up that last day. Verse 45. It is written of prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. That's why we have to learn it here. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the prophet, cometh unto me. Well, that would kind of make mention if you did that. When you learn it correctly, you'll come to the prophet. And then, Believe that Jesus says, John 8 24, I said unto you therefore that you shall die in your sins if you believe not that I'm peace, you shall die in your sins. Well, a lot of people want to say, Yes, I believe that's God, I'm just stupid. But that doesn't count. I believe the speed limit is 55, but when I run 65 out there, I still believe it and I still get a ticket. Repent. Luke 13, 3. I tell you now, but, but except you repent, you shall also likewise perish. Now in the Old Testament, yes, God winked at that, but now commanded there before to repent. Acts 17, 30. I just paraphrase that about everywhere to repent is now. Confess before baptism. We have to confess that Jesus is the Christ. And Acts 8, 36 and 37, and they went on their way, came unto a certain water unit, said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me from being baptized? Well, some things can hinder people from being baptized. You got to come out from the world. But then Philip gave this answer correctly. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. So, I mean, he's already taken all this information. He's taken his belief, and now he's ready to put it in action. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then it follows through. I don't have it exactly printed here, but they both went down into the water and baptized. And be baptized, Acts 22, 16. And now, why carry us down? Well, I'm thinking about it. And now why carryest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Call them on the name of the Lord. And then be faithful to the end. To our end. We do not take for granted enough that we may not see our life end in death. God can return at any moment. Well, I've got tomorrow. Not necessarily 
1 Corinthians 57, but thank be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. First point, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Like that flint head, we don't turn to the right or to the left. We yet are yea be yea and nay nay because any more than that is sin. Unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord. For as you know that your labor is not in vain, and it's only one spot, in the Lord. Now that's how you get to that world that is not unknown. It is real by faith, by obedience. And you know what? We can all be there someday. We can all be there. None will be turned away unless sin is between the one and God. So at any time, we need to make sure our call is making sure it can be dead 24-7, but now, right now, right about one minute and 25 seconds after seven. Anybody need to make their call election sure? If you make it known as we stand the same phone with